Welcome to iPad Pros, the show all about using your iPad to be productive and get work done. I'm Tim Chen, host of the show. One thing I really enjoyed using split screen for is when we do live streams at work, I like to have the video up and the chat up at the same time. And those are two different windows. I just had my little iPad mini out, keeping an eye on the video on one side and the chat on the other side. And uh, it's a really cool use case for the split screen on the mini. And I found it to be perfectly usable, actually. Hello there, and welcome to another episode of Epic Pros. This episode is all about the wonderful new iPad Mini 6th generation. I wanted to wait just a few weeks so our guest today could have some real-world experiences with this new Mini. Joining us today is Devin, who is one of the hosts of the wonderful Magic Rays of Light podcast, all about the Apple TV ecosystem. I personally have not pulled the trigger yet on ordering an iPad Mini, but I was in the Apple store today and got to play around with one for a few minutes. This is not something I was able to do prior to recording the interview, so I just want to share just how delightful this device is to pick up and hold. There is something really magical and delightful about this form factor. I personally could palm the device comfortably just in one hand. It was also astonishing how lightweight this iPad is. And as we'll talk about in the episode today, it was a bit odd how iPadOS handles some of the spacing of app icons and treating this unique aspect ratio. But based on the few minutes I did have with this Mini, I can say that I for sure want to have one of these one day and will be looking for the first major sale there is to add one of these to my iPad lineup. The pictures on the website really don't do this iPad justice. It is just a super delightful little iPad and something that everyone should at least go to an Apple store to try out. A quick note before we get this episode kicked off, I'm selling my Apple Watch Series 5 so it can upgrade to the Series 7 when that comes out. My Series 5 is a 44mm gold stainless steel model with the gold Milne's loop that Apple sold for the Series 5. Since the Series 6 came out, this band color is no longer available as they've adjusted the color of gold with that series of watches. This band has had minimal use as I only wear it on special occasions, so it's in great condition. The watch itself will be brand new as I will be using my Apple Care on the watch one last time to get it swapped out as the speaker is not working as it should. So you'll be getting a brand new watch never used before. I'm asking $450 shipped, continental US only, and local pickups also available if you are in the New Hampshire area. The current generation of this combo costs $800. If you're interested, please reach out to me at iPadProsPodcast at gmail.com. That's iPadProsPodcast at gmail.com. My Series 7 is arriving the first week of November, so I'll be ready to ship this watch out around that same time period. If you're interested, once again, send me an email at iPadProsPodcast at gmail.com. With that, here was my interview with Devin, all about the iPad Mini 6th generation. Enjoy. Welcome to podcast, Devin. Hey, Tim. It's good to be here. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, it's going to be a blast chatting with you. I know we've corresponded a lot online via Twitter and other uh, means there. And uh, yeah, excited to dive into topic at hand today, which is iPad Mini. But uh, before we get to that, can you first kind of introduce yourself and briefly kind of your background with the iPad, uh, what kind of hardware you've used up until now? And yeah, just quick intro. Yeah, definitely. I'm Devin. 
I am a media pastor from Arkansas here in the U.S., and uh, I've been an iPad user for about 11 years now. The iPad was announced when I was a senior in high school. I remember being in Computer Lab and kind of keeping up with the live blogs as that announcement was being made and just being so excited about that device because it was something you know we hadn't heard of before and something I'd never experienced. I took my graduation gift money that summer, and I went to Best Buy, and I bought the first-generation iPad. And uh, I used that throughout college to uh, mostly for games and video watching at that point. That's kind of all I was using the iPad for. But it was a, an awesome device and, and a really cool uh, experience and, you know, kind of show it off to your friends because it was a new thing as well. When I went to graduate school, I needed something that was going to be light and portable to uh, take notes in class. So I picked up the iPad Mini 2, the first model with Retina display, no Touch ID, but uh, it did have that Retina display, which was nice. And uh, I had the Studio Neat um, canopy case. I'm not sure if you're familiar with that, but it's a little stand that you put the Magic Keyboard in, the Magic Keyboard for the Mac, and then it mm-hmm. holds your iPad and you can type to it. Very cool case. Yeah, I love that uh, setup. And that's what I took to class with me every day for three years and used it to take notes. And um, it was an awesome device for that. I also took it to the gym, kind of just watched some videos while I was working out. It was great. Then um, in 2017, I graduated and got my first real job and treated myself to a device I know you're familiar with, the 10-inch 2017 iPad Pro. That's yeah, a great iPad. It was uh, incredible. And it was the first iPad that I really uh, felt like I could get my work done on. I started doing podcast editing, video editing, even a little bit of graphic design work on it, and uh, just fell in love with that iPad. I planned my wedding with it. Uh, My wife and I, when we built our house, we did all the picking the colors and the plans and the furniture and everything. We did all of that uh, on that iPad. So very good memories of the 10-inch iPad Pro for sure. Nice. So that was your iPad up until the latest acquisition or... Um, well, it's, are you going to be using both or what's the plan there? Well, I actually, I actually upgraded when they did the 2018 redesign as well. Okay. Um, went to the 11 inch. I kind of, uh, I don't know how this happened. I kind of accidentally just did the iPad sizes up as I went. So I did yeah. the 10 inch, then the 11 inch, um, earlier this year when the 2021 update with the M1 came, I actually went all the way up to the 13 inch iPad pro because I've been doing so much work on it. I figured I might as well have that bigger screen. And, um, it's been awesome. I love it. But the big thing that I sacrificed going up to that size was the portability and the handheld use. Yeah. It's a bit heavy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> or just, yeah, I was holding I it. Say. I mean, it's not, it's as heavy as the original iPad, uh, one that you got uh, some 11 years ago, <laughs> but, uh, it's a bit awkward that size. You definitely need yeah. like, a pillow on your lap to like prop it up a bit. Right. Yeah. You can't hold that one for very long in your hands without it getting uncomfortable, which is uh, actually what got me thinking once I upgraded to the 13 inch, I was like, well, maybe there's room in my life for an iPad a little bit smaller than this. And then uh, we got one this year. Yes. Yes. Finally, Apple updated the iPad mini and uh, it's the update we were all waiting for. It's got that pro like design with the no home button. And uh, as soon as I saw them announce that, I knew that that was going to be something I wanted to uh, give a shot. Very cool. Yeah, so you have experience with pretty much all the sizes. I've never had uh, the eleven inch. I, I still have a ten and a half, and of course the uh, the um, I was going to say the OLED iPads, but those don't exist. The, the XDR <laughs> iPad Pro, as we have it now, and uh, yeah, I had an iPad Mini back in the day. The uh, I believe the second generation when it went Retina is the one I had as well, and uh, that was a solid little little iPad. 
<laughs> yes, it was a great device. It was just a shame when they dropped uh, support for it with iPadOS 13. I was so disappointed. Yeah. Yeah, and people... I, I mentioned this on one of the um, subscriber shows uh, about the iPad Mini is people... They, they kind of think that Apple doesn't update this thing ever, but kind of looking in the history of it, the first like four years or I think it was four or five generations, they updated it every year like clockwork. And then they uh, were trying to figure out what to do with the iPad. That's kind of era. That's the era where they stopped updating the regular iPad and moved to the iPad Air. And they were planning out the iPad Pro in the early days. And during that time period when Apple's kind of like lost in the woods, <laughs> the mini never got <laughs> updated. But uh, yeah, they updated it uh, like a year and a half ago, and then I think it was a year and a half ago before that. Like they they've been pretty consistent lately. They just had this yeah. weird teenage period with the iPad <laughs> when they were playing around <laughs> with the Air and the Pros in the early days. Yeah, but I feel like the line is in a really uh, good place, a place that makes sense right now. Yeah, and it's funny people are calling this a, a baby iPad Air, and uh, the last one was that as well. The Mm-hmm. The, the last air before it went to this iPad Pro style, if you looked at the iPad Mini that was updated like a, at the same time, it was the same exact internals. It was the high-end internals rather than the uh, baseline iPad internals. Right. The baseline just kind of creeped up and caught up with it over those couple of years, and it kind of became the mini regular iPad before this big update recently. Yeah. Yeah, very much so. So uh, have you ever used the LTE iPads or 3G iPads? Have you been the Wi-Fi uh, user for those. I've always done the Wi-Fi iPads, mostly because I just, uh, I don't know, I don't want to add another charge to uh, my cell phone bill. I'm yeah. on like a f- sh- shared family plan and just uh, adding that complexity just uh, doesn't appeal to me. I mostly use my iPad either at home or work where I have Wi-Fi. Yeah. And when I'm out and about, I can do the the tethering. You know, Apple makes that pretty straightforward most of the time. Sometimes there's some glitches with it, but the few times I need it on the go, I just tether to my phone. Okay. Uh, you're usually a, a cellular iPad yeah, user. Yeah, I've though, only right? not done it once, and I regretted it when <laughs> <laughs> I didn't do it. And uh, yeah, it's just nice having the flexibility, especially say your internet goes out of your house, you have a mm. real computer that has pretty decent internet and in a pinch. And uh, T-Mobile especially, their prepaid plans are just so... So so attractive, right? So it's on a monthly bill. It's ten dollars every five months, and you have five gigabytes to play around with. So if you're not burning through video and music streaming, you're probably okay for those five months on just ten ten bucks. Yeah, that's not that's not bad at all. I think uh, the other thing is my fear is that once I do go cellular, like I'll get uh, used to it and mm-hmm. I won't be able to go back. So um, just kind of a little bit of self-restraint, I guess, in yeah. that in that regard. No, that's fair. Yeah, I remember the early days of iPad. I had that unlimited AT&T plan for 30 bucks that they offered for just a single month on the market. Like you had to get it. You had to own an iPad LTE or 3G back in those days. And you had to sign up within like the first 30 or 60 days and they discontinued it because people were just binging Netflix over LTE and <laughs> You didn't do that as much with your iPhone, I guess, back then. I guess not. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. Um, a little bit off track to open the show, but Netflix, it started out as an iPad app and came to the iPhone later, which is just kind of wild to think about back in the day. Really? I didn't I didn't know that. I, I got Netflix uh, for the first time on my Apple TV when I first bought it and actually subscribed through the in-app purchase, and I'm still paying for Netflix that way. Brilliant. So that was my first experience <laughs> with Netflix. Oh, that's great. Yeah. So um, let's jump back to the iPad mini. So what configuration did you order? 
I got the 256 gigabyte space gray Wi-Fi model. Okay. I would have gone for the 128 if that had been offered because I don't yeah. really need the 256, but 64 just I I knew I was going to run out of space, so that's uh that's what I went with. Yeah, they have an awkward storage tiers for this one. They really are encouraging you to upgrade because 64 it's not a ton of space. It's a lot better than 32, but yeah, 128 <laughs> would have been a nice sweet spot. Yeah, I thought so. And so you ordered the more storage mainly you mentioned it's a wi-fi model so if you are on a road trip you need to load up content there are you also planning on using this to edit podcasts and do some of your work there potentially i am still trying to figure that out i feel like if i ever have to take a project on the road i definitely will take the ipad mini i don't know that i want to lug the 13 inch ipad pro yeah you know on a trip or something i'm still trying to feel out exactly what I want to get done on the iPad mini, what I want to get done on the pro, but I definitely could load up a video project and have plenty of storage and edit it just fine on here for sure. Okay. And any accessories or cases that you got for the mini? Yeah, I uh, I already had the pencil for my pro. So, you know, that kind of can switch back and forth, which is a really cool feature. Isn't that nice where it's just the magnet and just repairs in a second? <laughs> it's so simple. I, I love it. I was switching back and forth this morning just to play with it. And it's so cool. Yeah. And then um, this is also my first experience with the uh, smart cover. You know, they don't have a smart keyboard for the iPad mini. So uh, I got the smart cover. Yeah. And you've never gotten the smart covers for the other iPads because you got the keyboard cover or case. Right. Yeah. Right. But um, I have a friend who uses the smart cover with his iPad Pro. And I'm always jealous of all the different uh, configurations he can do with it. You know, if you're watching a video or if you're taking notes in a meeting, there's just so many different ways you can fold that and make it fit the scenario. Yeah. So I was uh, looking forward to giving that a try and it's been um, an excellent accessory. I think it uh, it takes the place of any stand or anything like that that I might need. Mm-hmm. It's just all built right into the case, which I, I really appreciate. Nice. Yeah. So if you do travel, you could grab that magic keyboard for the Mac and just pop it in front. You could even get a magic trackpad too if you wanted to and turn it into a little <laughs> tiny workstation. Right. Did you think of any kind of creative uses of what accessories makers could do with that magnet in the back? Do you think we'll see some kind of different... We don't have a magic keyboard, of course, for iPad Mini, right. but uh, the magnet's still back there. There's no smart connector, but I don't know. People like magnets. <laughs> yeah, magnets. They can do just about anything, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, I would love to see like Bridge or someone like that come up with a clamshell style keyboard, maybe with a trackpad. I know that would be really tiny, but I think there's people who would enjoy and appreciate being able to kind of convert the iPad mini to that kind of laptop style that a lot of people like to use their iPads as. Yeah. I also, like I said, the the smart cover kind of takes the place of any kind of dock or, or uh, stand for me. But I am sure there's a lot of cool docks and stands that are going to come out because of that inclusion of the magnetic back. Are you uh, are you looking at any fun accessories or looking out for anything for the iPad Mini? I I don't have one yet, but I'm oh, I would okay. love to have one one day. <laughs> and these magnetic <laughs> stands are super interesting to me. I have the hoverboard. Uh, Duo, which is just mm-hmm. phenomenal, and I trust this thing to hold this giant iPad Pro, and you know it's it's wonderful doing that in a lot of different configurations. But with the Mini, it'd be nice since it is so light that I could probably trust the stand a bit more with the Mini and magnets uh, to just have this little tiny portable stand that can just pop with magnets. And yeah, that seems kind of like something that would be kind of interesting. Uh, perhaps even mounting. I don't know. Like you could even mount like. <laughs> 
mouths at a stand have like a mouth that has like an iPhone MagSafe thing next to it that mounts right next to it or something. <laughs> There's a lot of different uh, ways you could go with it. We don't have MagSafe on the iPad, but with the magnets, you kind of can get at least some of the benefits of it in that way, maybe even for a tripod yeah. holder or, or something like that. That's why I was just thinking of MagSafe and how crazy it would be if there would be a MagSafe connector for USB-C that's like a, a little attach into iPads and it'd just be a little tiny... Um, dongle that's MagSafe and you just mount your iPhone right next to your iPad and it charges it. <laughs> kind of cool. Yeah. We've seen that for the watch. So why not for the uh, right? iPhone as yeah. well? So uh, back into reality. Uh, <laughs> okay. Back to the real world. Yeah. So um, <laughs> do you plan on using this with an external keyboard or the Magic Trackpad 2 or is this mainly going to be a touch and holding device where you're using the virtual keyboard and Apple Pencil and it's kind of a handheld device versus the iPad Pro? being the more uh, on your desk or lap, kind of a, a laptop kind of replacement. That's kind of how I'm envisioning it. You know, um, the 13 inch is so big that it works so much better as a laptop or a, even a desktop than as a, a tablet, I would say. So I'm going to try to let that be my permanent laptop, just keep it in the magic keyboard case, you know, most of the time and let that be my, if I need to use a trackpad, if I need to use a keyboard, that's going to be the device for that. And then the iPad is just, uh, or the iPad mini is going to just be for tablet use, handheld use, stuff like that. I haven't hooked it up to any Bluetooth devices yet. It's just been such a joy to use in handheld mode and, um, you know, typing on it with the the on-screen keyboard, especially being able to thumb type. It's yeah. the perfect size for me to be able to do that. I actually like thumb typing on it a little bit better even than my phone because I feel like I'm a little more precise with those larger buttons. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's that's how I plan on using it. As a portrait keyboard in that situation, or are you taking up the whole screen with that landscape keyboard for that? Oh, no. No, portrait keyboard okay. for sure. <laughs> yeah, that landscape keyboard is yeah. huge. So, something I'm curious about, will you be working in landscape? Then, say I need to type something, you'll flip it over to portrait to do your typing, or are you mainly working in portrait? I'm mainly working in portrait. There um, was one scenario where I was editing a video and video editing works a lot better in landscape. Yeah. But there were a couple instances where I did have to like, you know, type a note or, or something like that. And so I would flip it to portrait and then back to landscape. I just, uh, that landscape keyboard just does not work for my brain, I guess. Have you tried the floating little iPhone keyboard on the mini? Just a little bit. And it's cool. You know, it saves a lot of space on the screen, obviously that on such a small screen, the space is precious. And my favorite thing about the floating keyboard, and I wish this was available on the full size keyboard, but the fact that you can swipe, yeah, that is, um, that's such a cool thing. It, those keys are too small to really thumb press. Yeah. Something I've heard on the mini is because it's the higher DPI screen. It's the same DPI, I believe as like iPhones. So everything's mm-hmm. a little bit smaller, perfect for little kid fingers, <laughs> but <laughs> I'm imagining I'm looking at the floating keyboard on my iPad Pro, and I, it's like, oh, that's a pretty small keyboard. I'd imagine that floating keyboard on the Mini may, for some people, just be unusable if you're trying to poke it with your finger. Definitely. Yeah, I tried poking at it, and I wasn't very precise. But um, the swiping, you know, the whatever machine learning they're using to figure out what you're trying to get across is really good. Yeah. And so swiping, to me, on that little keyboard worked really well. And um, that's how... If I get in a scenario where I need the screen space, where I really need the keyboard out of the way, I, that's what I'm planning to do is just use the swipe feature okay. on that. I guess once we all have Apple Watches with uh, keyboards, we'll get good at typing on really tiny keyboards. <laughs> <laughs> I guess so. And uh, Scribble, I have played around with a bit 
uh, more recently since the new OS came out. And I'm finding it's... I'm not sure if I've gotten better at writing since I last tried it, but it seems the accuracy has definitely been improved for me. Have you done much with Scribble? Is this something... I, I imagine on the Mini, it would be even more comfortable to use. Yeah, it's um, it's great. I mean, Scribble's a, an incredible feature. My handwriting is just so inscrutable. It's, it's awful. Mm. And it's actually worse on digital formats than it is on physical. I'm not really sure well, what that's about. Well, you don't have the about. friction, right? Friction yeah. can be helpful. Yeah, you don't have that feedback. So for me, Scribble, especially when it comes to like, if I want a letter capitalized, sometimes that's it's a struggle to, to get that to, yeah. uh, to go, like with proper nouns and things like that, that the software doesn't recognize. So I haven't done a ton with Scribble. Uh, I've played with it a little bit, and it's, it's great on the iPad mini, except for the screen is so much smaller that the free space to actually write in where there's no content mm. is a little bit more cramped. So um, like in, a, in an app like Notes where you've already got your text and you're trying to kind of fill in uh, on the end of a line, it can get a little bit cramped there. Okay. Do you use GoodNotes or any of the other note-taking apps that it's not Scribble, but it's just here's my handwriting or drawings, and what's that experience like if you do use those? No, I don't do a lot of uh, sketching or drawing on my iPad. Um, I am very uh, critical of my own drawing skills because they're <laughs> they're pretty minimal. I uh, I prefer to type out my notes and things like that because uh, that way I'm not self-conscious about my own handwriting as I'm trying to keep the information down gotcha uh do you use the pencil for any other uses like uh for myself i use it in ferrite that's one of the most common uses i'll have for it uh are there any apps that you find it helpful for ferrite is definitely one where it's really useful i haven't done any podcast editing on the mini yet but um just for navigating around the ui it's it's handy uh just you know kind of poke at those little touch targets and things like that i've i found it useful and obviously, you know, when you're in a PDF and you need to highlight things like that, it's really handy for that. But I mean, yeah, the pencils, uh, pencil works great on the mini and, uh, it, you know, it's, it's a very similar experience to the pro except for, you know, it doesn't have that same exact same refresh rate, but I'm not an artist. So I don't totally, uh, pick up on those kinds of things anyway. Okay. So the lack of promotion with the pencil hasn't been a huge problem for you because you're not like drawing lines super fast and like <laughs> noticing the lag. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't drawn a line and watched it like trail behind or anything like that. Yeah. Um, I have noticed promotion on like animations, mm -hmm. like opening and closing apps. It's kind of funny. The iPad mini came out on the same day as the iPhone 13 pro and pro max, which do feature the pro motion uh, refresh rate. And uh, so I was setting up my iPhone and the iPad at the same time. The animations on the iPad mini do come off a little bit slower mm -hmm. now because my brain is used to that refresh rate, but other than that, I haven't super noticed the difference in the refresh rate. Yeah. And it hasn't been something that's made you want to use your iPad Pro over the mini because you're like, oh, scrolling is not as enjoyable here. I actually, I, it's funny. I don't know why, but I don't notice the difference as much between the Pro and the mini as I do between my phone and the mini. Huh. I don't know if that's a size thing or dis maybe distance between my eyes and the screen. Yeah. Because, you know, both the mini and the phone are closer to me, but... um. I definitely noticed the contrast between the, the phone and the iPad mini more than the mini and the iPad Pro, if that makes any sense. You have a 13 Pro or the Pro Max? Uh, Pro Max. Okay. And yeah, something I did hear about the how they implemented promotion on the phones is it's actually slightly better than the iPads. Uh, on the really? iPad, it goes all the way down to, I believe, 24 hertz. And on the phones, it goes down to 10 hertz. So oh, it has actually okay. a little bit 
you can ramp down even more on the phones, I believe, because of the OLED technology having that advantage over it. Um, the watches, of course, can go down to one hertz. So promotion on the watch, that's where it's at. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, uh, and I'll be curious to see if, yeah, that kind of technology comes to iPad. I, I know OLED's more expensive, so that's probably the barrier there for iPads getting that. And there's different uh, advantages and disadvantages of going OLED, I'm sure. Right. So um, we kind of jumped over, you open this up, you picked it out of the box. What were your, your kind of initial impressions? Was it just pure joy at this little tiny iPad and this pro form factor? Or what, what were you thinking when you first held this device? Okay, I have a little bit of a confession here. So my iPad Mini 2 that I had long ago has been sitting on my shelf. And every once in a while, I'll just pick it up just to admire the size of it. Yeah. Not even turn it on, just look at it. and uh, Or even stick it in my pocket just to, you know, get that feeling of having an iPad in my pocket. It's kind of silly, but... Right. Um, <laughs> So when I got this iPad mini out of the box, I did the exact same thing. I was just admiring the size of it and the the shape of it. It's pretty incredible. And of course, I did the backup, device-device backup from my Pro to just kind of get all my home screens over and all that. So it actually took about an hour to set up. And during that setup time, I was just picking it up, playing with it. I put the cover on it and kind of, you know, flipped the, the little triangles on the cover and played with that and um, yeah, just marveled at how tiny it is and uh, just how solidly built it is. You know, it's just like a an iPad Pro, but just a little teeny tiny one. Yeah. It's such a, such a cool form factor. And you have the other iPad mini still in the house. So, and that one's slightly bigger in certain dimensions. Does it, does the squared off edges make this one feel any worse in the hand versus the more curved edges of the other one? What's that like? I think this one feels pretty natural in the hand. It doesn't feel significantly different in size from the Mini 2, I think. Yeah, I think it's slightly, maybe slightly shorter. To me, it feels very similar to holding that that device. It just fits comfortably, and it's almost weightless. You know, you can barely even feel it as you're holding it. So to me, it, it's, a, it's a perfect fit. Cool. Yeah. And then something I've heard is that uh, we talked about the DPI of the screen being so high and uh, things being smaller. Have you had the bump-like text size up or use bigger size class of widgets to make it more... Uh, usable for you i've i've heard of people having to do that and i might be an outlier here because my vision is pretty good i don't wear wear glasses or anything like that but um for me the text size has been fine in safari when i'm reading an article i usually don't have to zoom in unless it's a website you know with particularly small text and i haven't bumped up the display zoom size for the text in like the messaging app or anything like that the only text i do have a little bit of trouble reading is like you said in the widgets on the home screen I use mostly medium-sized widgets on my home screens. I just like that size and shape. And the text there is uh, pretty tiny, so I have to maybe squint a little bit there. But it's not enough that I would, would have to change out the widgets or anything like that. Okay. And so you got this around launch time, right? Yep. Yep. Day one uh, came in came in uh, via UPS, I believe. And then, so you've had a couple weeks with it. Has anything surprised mm-hmm. you over those weeks that you didn't expect from those first couple of days with it? What surprised me the most was how much of the things that I usually use my iPad Pro for that I could get done just as easily on the Mini. You know, of course, it's it runs the same software. You know, it's it does everything the iPad Pro does. Uh, it's a little bit of a different processor, but for what I do, for I would say the majority of what I do. With my iPad Pro, I can get done just fine on the Mini. So 
my first week of having the mini, I just tried to do all my work on it. Even things that I knew were going to be a little bit of a pain, like editing a video or, or trying to do, you know, graphic design work on it. I just committed to trying it all on the mini to see what it was like. And uh, it actually handled most of it really, really well. And so I was surprised by how much of my work from the pro actually translated to the mini just really, really simply. That's cool. Yeah. One thing I was thinking of, as you said, graphic design, I would imagine the affinity apps and those uh, toolbars with those little tiny buttons would just be, you'd almost need an Apple pencil to navigate uh, the affinity apps uh, well. Yeah. I can't even imagine trying to push those little buttons on here, but I'm sure some people do it. Yeah. So what are the kinds of things that you actually, you mentioned graphic design and video editing, what other kinds of things do you do with your iPad pro or iPad mini? What's kind of a common day or week for you with iPad? I use it both at, at my job and, you know, in my personal life, uh, kind of has jobs in both both areas. At work, I use my iPad a lot for, you know, doing like social media graphics and uh, announcements and things like that. I do all that in uh, an app called GoDaddy Studio, it used to be called Over. And um, it's a really cool app. It works really well on the iPad mini as well. I've really enjoyed messing around with that. Of course, there's LumaFusion for editing video we we put out videos every week, and so I cut those together, do real simple edits and titles and things like that with the iPad. And then, you know, just uh, stuff like reading the web, taking notes and meetings in the Notes app, managing calendar and tasks, all that works super, super well on the iPad mini. Cool. And for note-taking, what's kind of your go-to app there? I just use the standard Notes app. The Notes app, okay. Uh, I, yeah, I, I really like the the updates they've they've done to that it's uh the only thing i would love it if they added would be some markdown support maybe i don't yeah. know if that's down the road or not but uh other than that i, I really do enjoy using the notes app since you're in the notes have you found quick notes a helpful addition i need to spend more time with quick notes uh, that's like one of the features of iPadOS 15 i haven't spent a ton of time with every once in a while i'll just kind of pull up that window to remind myself that it's there and and yeah. see if i'm on a screen i'll be like oh what can i pull from this you know mm-hmm. just kind of see what it grabs, but I haven't integrated that into my workflow uh, just yet. Okay. So the iPad Pro has these amazing speakers. You can turn them <laughs> super loud. And, yes. Uh, they're, they're great. And uh, it even supports some kind of version of like spatial audio as much as it can do with speakers and an iPad. And sometimes it's pretty good. Uh, with the Mini, we've got uh, stereo speakers. How are those for you. I was a little worried about the speakers. I had heard some things, you know, that maybe they weren't that powerful. And certainly being on the iPad Pro, you get spoiled with uh, that pretty immersive sound that they put out. And uh, the iPad mini, it's uh, it's plenty loud enough for what I use it for. I don't listen to anything super loud. And if I'm doing something that's going to be making noise and wanting to listen to something at the same time, I'll just use my AirPods. Yeah. But um, so for just like casual video watching, it's been plenty loud enough for me the only thing i wouldn't watch like a film i really really love or like something like foundation where i just want to be totally immersed in it i wouldn't watch that on the ipad mini i would do that on either my ipad pro or or even you know a a tv with some better sound but for just casual tv viewing it's uh it's perfectly uh suited for that sort of thing excellent yeah with foundation i always throw my airpods max and make sure i have special audio because nice. audio is uh, a very important thing to have for for some shows yes definitely and part of that would probably also be why you'd want to watch on the ipad pro is a screen as the xdr mm-hmm. screen and foundation just looks stunning with that screen i must say uh so how has that been on the mini 
the screen. It's not quite as good, but it's smaller screen, so you're not, you know, maybe watching video as much with it. Right, right. Um, I've been impressed by this screen. You know, um, the iPad Pro, especially the the 13-inch iPad Pro screen is just uh, beyond imaginable with its quality and and the colors and everything. And, you know, if you do a side-by-side with the Pro and the Mini, obviously the Pro is going to look, it's going to knock the Mini out of the water. But using the Mini on its own, it's uh it's it's an impressive screen as well. It's not got those super deep blacks. Yeah. But and it's not got HDR, but everything looks looks good on it. I mean, uh everything looks crisp with that. Yeah, the the higher DPI screen must make yeah. things just look crisper than they would even on the iPad Pro with everything being a bit uh larger. Yes, and that helps a lot because you're holding it closer to your face because it's a smaller screen. And so uh that definitely the, the DPI definitely comes in handy, but this screen, I've been impressed by it. You know, I took some HDR photos with my phone and pulled them up on my iPad mini and, you know, they're not quite that same effect, but they still look stunning. And, yeah. uh, it's, it's a great device for flip, flipping through your photos or, or watching videos. Uh, I don't have any complaints about the screen. Do you use, um, center stage ever on your pro or the mini? I use center stage on my pro all the time because like you, I have the hover bar duo that I use for video calls Yeah, and uh, it's super fun and, and great to use. I haven't done any video calling on the mini yet. Um, and because I use the mini handheld, I imagine I would probably have to turn center stage off um, right. because it I think it's, it, too much. it's more geared towards if you're, you have a fixed device, but I love that it's on the iPad and I love that they're kind of making it a standard feature of the iPad so um, it's good to know that it's there if I ever do need to take a call and, you know, want to put the iPad on the mount or even just put the smart cover down and, and you know, flip it and have it stand up like that. For sure. And something that's kind of cool is as Touch ID. And that's cool for a couple of reasons. Uh, when we eventually get external monitor support, one day we'll get that. <laughs> um, <laughs> Mini, I can envision being an awesome desktop computer that's like you close the smart cover thing and you still have touch id accessible really easily and then you can yank it out of the the monitor and be on your way with just the mini and that seems like that'll be a really cool future where the mini might end up being one of the better desktop ipads because of the fact that has touch id i'm not sure if that's something you can envision one day happening for for that mini i think that would be incredible uh, one issue I have using my iPad Pro on the desktop mode is that I don't want to see the same thing twice. Right. And so I kind of flip the magic keyboard on my iPad Pro almost all the way down to where I can't see the screen. But <laughs> exactly. then Face ID just completely does not work that way. Yeah. And so it's a lot of flipping it up, doing the Face ID, and then flipping it back down. With the iPad Mini, it's just the one little tap on the button. You know, you just rest your finger there and you're good to go. I would love to see an iPad that had both. Face ID and Touch ID. Yeah, I'd also love that. Um, I'd love the Magic Keyboard with Touch ID to work with iPad OS one day. <laughs> oh yes, that would be incredible. Um, I'm not sure. I'm sure there's some complications with having multiple biometric uh, inputs. Yeah, and trying to navigate those. But um, Touch ID. This was my first experience with Touch ID uh, since it went off on the iPhones with the iPhone 10. Yeah, and so. Um, I've been very, very impressed by it. It's quick. It's uh, very intuitive to just set your finger there real quick and and get in. Sometimes I'll even set my finger down before the prompt comes up and it's already done as it comes up. And especially right now with having to wear masks 
when you're out and about, it's so handy to not have to worry about inputting your passcode or, you know, taking your mask down real quick to unlock and, and putting it right. back up. It's just, you just set your finger down and you're good to go. And, uh, I, this, uh, this mini has reignited my love for touch ID and my desire to see it come to all of Apple's devices. Yeah. I'd love to have both, both options available, uh, for some devices and be interesting if some authentications like, uh, you could enable, make it do face ID and touch ID to get into this app. Cause it's like, Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. For your banking app or something mm-hmm. that would be, uh, that would be neat. Multiple biometric. That would be, um, even more secure. I yeah. love that. So have you had the issue of accidentally pressing the button instead of just resting the button and your screen turning off? I haven't yet. I certainly could do that. I'm, I'm a little clumsy and, and um, not super precise with stuff like that. So I certainly could. But I've tried to be real intentional about, you know, just resting my finger down. And usually when I go to use Touch ID, because it's still so new, uh, I'm, I've got that on my mind. I'm like, okay, I've got to use Touch ID now. And so um, we'll see as it becomes more muscle memory, if it becomes a little bit more touchy like that. But um, so far, so good. Cool. Yeah. And with the Apple Pencil, are you finding it comfortable to hold the iPad with the pencil attached or are you yanking it off or are you flipping the iPad upside down so the pencil's on the other side of the iPad to make it more comfortable to hold or how's that been? I have been keeping the pencil off the iPad mini for the most part because I just want to keep it a really simple handheld experience and trying to thumb type with the pencil attached on the side, especially in portrait mode is, is difficult. Yeah. You know, even if you have it upside down, you're still reaching around that pencil. Yeah. It fits perfectly and you know, it aligns very easily and, and it stays put. So it, it's a great integration, but just for the way that I use the iPad mini, I've found it easier to um, just keep it detached and then grab it and, pair it real quick when I need it. Yeah. So um, this iPad is the first iPad that has volume buttons that behave differently depending <laughs> on what orientation <laughs> you're in. And as a longtime iPad user, I've learned very well which is up and which is down for the volume button. And mm-hmm. this kind of, sh- you know, changes that all up. Uh, how have you found that? Have you been accidentally going the wrong direction at times? I definitely have a couple times. Uh, not only have I gone the wrong direction, but I've reached to the wrong side thinking the buttons were there yeah. and finding, you know, it's just a grill there or it's just empty. So uh, definitely haven't gotten used to that. I see why they had to put it where they put it and it makes sense. It doesn't look bad at all next mm-hmm. to the Touch ID button. It actually looks pretty sharp. I also haven't done a lot of screenshotting with it yet. I did one screenshot just to try it out and it, you know, you can still do it with one hand okay. But it's going to take some getting used to for sure. I wish that their accessory kind of ecosystem had allowed for them to put it on the opposite side, kind of where the iPhone puts it on the left side of the device. I understand why they couldn't do it that way. Um, But yeah, that's one thing that it takes some getting used to. And I'm still trying to wrap my head around that for sure. Okay. Yeah. And at first I thought, oh, my iPad has a plus and minus one on the the volume button. Then I looked at it. It's like, oh. It actually doesn't. So if they wanted to, they could with iPad OS 16, you know, change it to behave like that mini. I'm not sure if they would ever do that, though. I'm not sure either. It's a very clever thing to do. And it's it's smart of them to kind of go with the orientation. But especially when you're holding it in portrait and it's kind of left and right, it's not quite as uh, you're not quite as sure which is which, you know, if you're if you've got it upside down or something like that. Yeah. So uh, you took this mini on a nice uh, trip. And yes. something you do when traveling is you're probably not uh, by a power outlet all day long. 
how has the battery life uh, been for you compared to what you've experienced with the iPad Pro? It's it's impressed me a lot, actually. I found it to be not quite as long as the iPad Pro, but almost lasting as long uh, as my 13-inch. I guess, you know, it's powering a smaller screen and uh, that kind of helps with battery life, but yeah, and a lot of people have noted that the Magic Keyboard, if you hook that up to your iPad Pro, will drain its battery as well. So that's another... Right. So I used it all day. Uh, you know, we we flew out and I was using it to read and listen to podcasts and play games and it held up just fine. I think at, at the end of the day, it was still between 40 and 50% with... Uh, I didn't check my exact screen on time, but I would say it would have been at least uh, four or five hours uh, of using it and it held up just fine. I really... Uh, I'm really impressed by the battery life on it. That's great. And I'd imagine it'd also charge up that much faster being a smaller battery. Right. Right. Because yeah. the, yeah. the iPad Pro is really take quick. a bit to, to get back up to, <laughs> to full charge. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. Have you um, gravitated towards any apps you didn't expect to at first when you got the mini? Like, are you have you been reinvigorated to read more books than you ever had in the past or... You know, I wish I could say that uh, I've been reading more since I got the iPad mini. I've been trying to keep up with my reading list just in Safari. So um, it, it's perfect for reading and, and it's a joy to use. But uh, I just haven't made the time for that as much. I've actually been surprised how much TV I've watched on it, though, and, and YouTube as well. And rather than going for the TV or going for the bigger iPad Pro, it's this is the device that's in my hand and it's readily available. So I just queue something up and, and start watching. And uh, it. It's been great for that. Yeah. And the size must be really advantageous. You can be on the couch and just kind of grab it. And it's, you can, are you pretty much able to hold it in your hands without ever feeling fatigue? Yes, I can hold it for, for hours and, and not have to worry about that. You know, with the iPad Pro, you kind of rest it on your legs or rest it on the, the side of the chair or something. And with the mini, it's just, you just hold it and, and it's no big deal. And, um, even if I'm just kind of browsing the web and, and want to do a picture in picture video, you can just, you know, the, the screen's still plenty big enough to have that video up in the corner and be doing other stuff and, and catching up on Twitter or whatever it is you want to do. Yeah. On the iPhone, especially, I really love picture in picture, especially when you're in that portrait uh, mode of the phone vertical. It, mm-hmm. Picture in picture basically takes up the whole width of that uh, that uh, screen, which is lovely. Yes, it's a, it's like almost having a split screen app, but not really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I really wish they would add split screen for portrait at some point. That'd be nice. I think that would be yeah, definitely that would be would be cool. I think a lot of people were worried about picture in picture on the smaller screens how it would work, but I think it actually works. Uh, sometimes even better on the smaller screens. It's just easier to break up that screen and, and get it where you want it and, and do your multitasking. Yeah. Cause yeah, as I said, yeah, I'm like, I have an iPhone mini and like picture and picture works great in that. It takes up the whole width of it. And with a comedy, sometimes you don't need a very immersive video. You're just like looking at what's going on, you know? Right. You mentioned to use it mostly in portrait. Does that mean split screen is not something you're doing much with on the mini? I didn't think I would. But I've actually been surprised by how usable I found the the split screen on the iPad mini. Um, like I said, I prefer to use it in portrait. So if I'm doing anything landscape split screen, it's going to be on my iPad Pro. Mm-hmm. I just find that, that screen size to be better for that sort of thing. But uh, there's been several use cases where I've put things in split screen or even slide over in portrait mode in in portrait landscape on the iPad mini and found it super handy. So if I'm reading an article and I want to quickly check my messages, 
just pull it over and slide over and uh, it's plenty big enough to just read and even quickly respond to whatever someone said. Um, when I'm working on a design in GoDaddy Studio, I can have my reference material on the right side in split screen. It's, you know, the two thirds, one thirds split screen in yeah. portrait mode and uh, it works just fine. And I actually feel like that still leaves a good amount of space on the two thirds side to work in. And um, one thing I really enjoyed using split screen for is when we do live streams at work, Mm -hmm. I like to have the video up and the chat up at the same time. And those are two different windows. I just had my little iPad mini out, keeping an eye on the video on one side and the chat on the other side. And uh, it's a really cool use case for the split screen on the mini. And I found it to be perfectly usable actually. Oh, that's very cool. With uh, the mini and having the other iPad, do you ever find a situation where you're at your desk and you're using both iPads uh, next to each other? Definitely. Yes. Um, when I've got the iPad Pro in the Magic Keyboard out and I'm I'm doing work on it, I will have the iPad Mini to the side with its uh, smart cover kind of got it um, sitting up vertically. And I'll either have a YouTube video or a podcast going on in the background when I'm doing work that, you know, I can listen to things. That's kind of my secondary screen. And uh, that's been super handy so that I can keep my iPad Pro focused just on whatever the task is at hand. And then I've got the the media off to the side. That's been a super cool use of it. Awesome. Yeah. And when you're like at the couch, do you yank the smart cover off of it to just have the naked iPad in your hand? Or do you hold it with the cover there? I do both. I mean, that cover does kind of uh, push into your fingers a little bit mm-hmm. when you're holding it and it adds ever so slightly to the thickness. So it's super easy to to take that off and set it to the side. It's uh, it's a lot easier than getting the iPad Pro out of the Magic Keyboard if you do that very often. Um, so yeah, I'll I'll use it without the smart cover when I'm just sitting and reading at home. And then you know you just set it back down on the smart cover, flip it around, and it's ready to go with you wherever you need to go. And have you found a way to stand the iPad Mini up in portrait mode with that smart cover, or is it just landscape uh, setups? Ooh, I haven't tried it in portrait mode. That would be a good uh, a good thing to try. I might be worried about <laughs> knocking it over, but I guess that's what Apple cares for, huh? Yeah, I'm not sure if it's designed for that. I'm not sure if there's a way to do it, but there might be. I've seen some people do some interesting things with the smart cover that I don't think were uh, part of the original <laughs> design. Right. But I've just been using it in um, those two configurations that it's really kind of advertised as, you know, the one where the screen's kind of straight up and down to watch TV and then the other where it's kind of more of a drawing slash typing mode. I found that mode really handy for when you're in a meeting and you don't want to have your screen kind of between yourself and the other people. It's just kind of down there yeah, out of the way to reference. So that's the, that's the two ways I've been using the cover. But um, I find those two to be cover most of the use cases that, that I need. Gotcha. Yeah, something I was just thinking of, Bridge, of course, has keyboards for the large Rapid Pro. Mm-hmm. And they use magnets to mount to them now which is awesome. Their <laughs> keyboards are Bluetooth. And I remember back when I had two sizes of the um, older style iPad Pro and uh, it was connected just uh, through the hinge. And I'd put my 10 and a half inch iPad inside the 12.9 inch iPad smart uh, cover keyboard thing. And it worked just fine. So really? I'm actually kind of curious now to see if the magnets would be aligned properly enough so you could if you did have the larger keyboard from bridge 
if you could actually just pop in the mini, <laughs> so your iPad Pro's battery die, you could just pop in the other one and pair it over Bluetooth. And I'm curious if that would actually work. Uh, no, I'm thinking huh. I wonder if that might be a way to get a full-size keyboard with your mini, if that's really what you want to do. Yeah. I know some rumors um, actually had a smart connector on the back of the mini, which obviously didn't come to fruition. But um, that made me think of just how silly it would be to just kind of slap the iPad mini onto the current 11 inch smart keyboard and just kind of have the border all around it and it. have it hovering there. <laughs> I, uh, I think it might be cool. It's a little less elegant than what Apple would probably come up with, but yeah. you know, we can dream. Yeah. It'd be great if you get the 12.9 inch and then you throw the mini in the smart uh, keyboard or the magic keyboard and then if it was magnetized properly, you could throw your like Pro Max right next to your mini up there. because a <laughs> <laughs> Little workstation. Yeah. Yeah, why not? I love uh, it. Uh, so um, kind of wrapping up, any improvements you'd like to see made to the mini now that you've used it for a couple of weeks? Anything that's kind of kind of bugging you that you wish was better? Well, the number one thing I would love to see is a, a 128 gigabyte option. You know, especially since they took the iPhone 13 up to 128 is the base model. I feel like the iPad should be there too. So I'm sure they'll get there, but that would, that would be the big one big thing for me. And then of course there's a, there's a lot of spacing issues on the iPad mini. As far as iPad OS and the home screen is concerned, there's the big margins on the side. Yeah. It, um, the software doesn't necessarily take the best advantage of the screen. And that, that might be because it's, you know, kind of a, a new screen size that iPads haven't been before. I feel like they'll refine that and get that in a better place. And I'm interested to see how they take better advantage of that space in the future. Yeah, I forgot to ask, what is that aspect ratio like? Because you've had the 11 inch, was, which is another oddball uh, screen mm-hmm. size. And this is even different from the 11 inch, I gather, right? Yeah. Yeah. I love the, the screen size on the 11 inch. I just thought that was such a cool kind of ratio and and shape i thought it i thought it looked really neat but this ipad has the same issue the 11 inch had when it first came out and that's that a lot of apps are letterboxed they're not optimized for the new and it's even wider of a design than the 11 inch is that right it's like it's more widescreen i think so right i think it is um because when you open an app that's made for other iPads and not and not optimized for this one. It has black bars on the top and bottom mm-hmm. in, in portrait orientation. So that would yeah. make me think it it is wider and um, which is it's fine for most apps like you know your banking app or or uh, whatever. That's not a big deal. But when you're watching video like in the HBO Max app and you've got not only the black bars on top and bottom, but now you've got black bars on the sides as well. Oh. Um, it's it's kind of awkward. It's kind of like when you've got an iPad plugged into an external display and it's not optimized for the airplay video output. Mm -hmm. Um, and you're watching a video and it's just kind of this tiny rectangle in the middle of the screen. It's not that extreme, right? But, um, yeah, that, that is one quirk of this one is that the, the aspect ratio is, is unique and I'm, I'm not sure. I guess it's, uh, taking the developers some time to to get on board with that, which it happened with the 11 inch as well. And eventually everybody optimized for it. Yeah. So that's interesting. So even when you hit play, the video mm-hmm. player on HBO still doesn't, it's it's still within its own kind of framework and doesn't optimize for that display. Uh, right. And, and uh, even if you tap the video to see the controls and you see the menu bar is within those constraints as well. It's all contained within these, this letterbox that's uh slightly 
narrower than the width of the iPad. It's very mm-hmm. odd. And um, I've noticed it in the HBO Max app as well as the Hulu app, which um, spent a lot of time in the past week on vacation, those two apps. And, um, you know, you get used to it after watching for a few minutes, but right at first it's kind of jarring. It's like, oh, all these black bars around my video. Very odd. So for apps that are optimized, like the Apple TV app, is video, do you get less black bars because of this wider screen or is it just an awkward size that video is is less uh, good for? It seems fine. Um, you know, one if the app is optimized, like you said, it, you've got the black bars on the top and bottom. And of course, you can zoom and, and get rid of those if you want. But I like to see the full frame of the video, yeah. obviously. And um, I don't find them distracting. One thing I've noticed with the iPad mini, as opposed to the iPad Pro, is when I'm watching video, even if it's sitting on the desk in the smart cover, I still keep it closer to me mm-hmm. because it's a smaller screen. And that kind of, I think... Um, cancels out any weirdness with the size but i've i found it to be to be great for watching video i don't i don't think the aspect ratio lends itself away from watching video at all okay and then yeah any final comments about the mini i know we didn't talk about the cameras i'm not sure if you shoot many photos with the mini but any other thoughts on the mini i don't i don't shoot video uh, or photos or videos with the mini but i would love the light lidar camera for ar stuff yeah um I use the LiDAR on the iPhone a lot for um, Pokemon Go, and uh, it makes a lot of things in Pokemon Go a lot faster and, and you know more fun having that LiDAR option. So I would love to have that on the iPad mini as well. Um, only other final thoughts I have on it, uh, I love the iPad mini, and um, I think this is going to become my go-to suggestion for people who are looking into the iPad it was the Air because the Air is you know such an incredible device, but I actually think this screen size might work better for people who just want a, a tablet for casual browsing, things like that. So I think this might be my go-to recommendation for people because it, it's just such a, a great little iPad. Awesome. Yeah, I'm excited to finally try one out at some point in the near future. What color are you going to get if you do if you do purchase one? I mean, are there really colors this time around? The <laughs> Fair shades enough. of gray, right? <laughs> uh, probably purple or there's a blue one, right? Is there a blue one? I don't think there is a blue one. There's a, there's there's purple, space gray, starlight, and pink, I think. Okay. Probably. Or they might call it gold, but it's, you know, yeah. pinkish gold. I've pro- I, I have to see them in person, but um, probably starlight or pink is my guess. Fair enough. Maybe purple. <laughs> yeah. I wish they had real colors. That's my biggest complaint with the mini. Like, if you're going to do purple, I want like a vibrant iPod Nano purple back in the Please. day. Yeah. Yes. My, my wife has the pink iPad Air from last year. And I think it's probably the best color of of all the colors they've done on the iPad. It's actually pretty rich, and uh, and it looks really really good. But the the purple on the mini, I'm not really sure. I haven't seen it in person, but I just I feel like it it might be a bit of a letdown in person if I if I saw it. I, I love the color purple, and uh, I've always wanted a purple pro iPhone. I'm sure they'll get around to it eventually, and uh, I'd have to jump on that if they did that. But uh, the mini, I don't know. I just. Uh, I didn't think that purple would be striking enough, so that's why I stuck with the space gray. Yeah. If there was a one job at Apple that they want to hire me for, it would be color chief at Apple. I'm in charge of all the colors, <laughs> and let's bring back vibrant colors into the product lineup again. Right. Right. Yeah, just take the take the aluminum from the iMacs and, and slap it on the back exactly. of some iPads. I think yeah. that'd be awesome. Let's do it. Okay. Um, yeah, with that, um, where can folks find you on the interwebs? Any places you want to plug? Yeah, I'm at Devin Dundee on Twitter. If you want to check me out there, I tweet sometimes. Um, I host an Apple TV podcast 
with my buddy Sigmund. It's called Magic Rays of Light, and uh, we write about the Apple TV over at ScreenTimes.net. That's awesome. So it's a podcast dedicated to the content that is on Apple TV Plus. Yeah, it's the it's the world of Apple TV. So the hardware, the TV Plus content, as well as uh, Apple Arcade. That is awesome. Uh, very cool. It's a fun. It's a fun one. Apple TV is is killing it right now. It's like my yes. favorite streaming service. I don't know how they did. I think. Look at all these amazing, unique shows right now. It's 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 a good time to be an Apple TV Plus fan. Definitely. What's that podcast again? Magic Rays of Light. Cool. Well, thank you so much, Devin, for your time. This has been a fun chat. Yes, thank you, Tim, for having me. Love the show and, and very happy to be here. Thank you so much. Well, that was my discussion with Devin all about the iPad Mini 6th generation. Make sure to check out his website at screentimes.net along with his podcast, Magic Rays of Light. My thanks again to him for his time recording this episode, and my thanks to you for your time and attention tuning in. As a reminder, if you are interested in purchasing my Apple Watch Series 5, please reach out at iPadProsPodcast at gmail.com, and you can get the podcast early by supporting the podcast at patreon.com slash iPadPros, or by subscribing in Apple Podcasts. With that, I'll talk to everyone again real soon.